Welcome to the INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. The Infusion Nurses Society is recognized as the global authority in infusion therapy and is devoted to setting the standard for infusion care. I'm Dawn Berendt, your podcast host and the Clinical Education and Publications Manager for INS. Hello, welcome to INS Infusion Room. Today I have with me Nancy Moreau as a clinical consultant for Parker Laboratories. Nancy, welcome. Thank you, Dawn. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, we've had a few chats here lately. Um, Today we're going to talk about Ultra Drape. And I know there's a lot to cover with this product. But first of all, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit about your background and where you come from clinically. Well, I'm Nancy Moreau. And I have about 35 years plus experience in infusion therapy, both from acute care to home infusion and a variety of other things in between. Um, I have a fair amount of research experience and a PhD in clinical research that's focused on vascular access. I work with manufacturers, helping them with education and research, and I own a company that focuses on education, Pick Excellence. And so I just like working to help companies to improve products or create products that are going to provide greater safety for patients. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. this is all about. Sure. So Parker Laboratories put me in contact with you to have this discussion about their product. And Nancy, you've done so much education. And there are so many nurses who can say, I was with Nancy. I saw Nancy. I've read Nancy. Warms my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and... I know that you're kind of taking that seat with this product as well. From an education standpoint, what would you say is the most important thing about understanding Ultra Drape? And before you get to that, tell us what we're looking at here. I've got a brochure in my hand and the actual product, but our listeners can't see it. So let's have you describe what we're talking about today. Absolutely. So. This is a securement dressing that acts as a barrier. It's used for ultrasound-guided PIV insertions primarily, Mm -hmm. although it could work with PIV in near-infrared also, we've recently found out. We were just testing it today here in the exhibit hall. Okay, cool. This product came out of some research and to anesthesiologists who recognized that they could use a transparent dressing and fold it up and do a gel-free blood draw or blood sampling procedure Mm -hmm. and Parker started working with them they contacted Parker directly the inventors and started trying to develop this product for ultrasound guided PIV and for anesthesia for nerve studies and for the the types of um, nerve access that is used with ultrasound guidance and so this product I just feel really strongly about because I did some of the initial research with a multi-center, multi-hospital mm-hmm. study showing that we could standardize the approach and reduce contamination, provide for aseptic non-touch procedure mm-hmm. in a way that would be faster, more efficient, and safer for patients. And in the end, we saw that you could reduce the cost that was associated with ultrasound-guided PIV insertion by almost two-thirds. 
mm-hmm. by just using this product and an IV start kit and it be very safe. And along with gel that is used on the dressing and separated. I see the kit also comes with some sterile. Actually, that's not sterile gel. Okay, so let's start all over again. So when we think about Mm -hmm. sterile gel Mm -hmm. and the recommendations that are used, anytime we're going to insert a needle into non-intact skin or creating Mm non-intact skin, of course we need to use sterile gel. Mm -hmm. But because of the way that this dressing is set up, the gel does not come in contact with non-intact skin. Exactly. So you have the option okay. of using either sterile gel or single-use package gel because it goes behind the barrier on the dressing. Both mm-hmm. the gel and the ultrasound transducer probe are going to be behind the barrier and not at the insertion site. The result is a clean, pristine insertion site without all that icky gel. Okay, so is this a semi-permeable dressing? It is. It's just like transparent mm-hmm. dressings. Mm-hmm. It, the primary is a transparent dressing with multiple layers on top, allowing okay. you to separate that gel and even peel off the gel layer when you're done. That's exactly what I was going for. So any... TSM dressing <laughs> would actually have something come through it, given a good enough dose yeah, on the, the outside. Yeah, the gel might even soak through. Right. But in this design, not so. No, it has like a one, two, three. It has three layers that you pull off the first one, which is the number one layer, and you fold it and position the sticky side down right on your pre-assessment mark. Mm-hmm. You, that's one of the tricks. Any product you use, you've got to know a couple of little tricks. And one mm-hmm. of them is this one. You have to mark the site. So wherever your mark is, this dressing is positioned directly on top of it. And then you push down so that the sticky side is adherent on all sides. One layer sticks up, so half of the dressing remains sticking up, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. behind where you put the gel and your ultrasound and your probe. Transducer. Yes. And so here you've got a beautiful area to insert your IV catheter, never compromised. You can use aseptic non-touch technique, which mm-hmm. is not only safe, but also more cost-effective. Insert the catheter. Once you're done, you hold that catheter in place and you take the number two, which is the gel layer, Mm -hmm. pull it slightly sideways, and it separates beautifully. Excellent, excellent. And then you have a nice clean dressing. No cleanup at the insertion site. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For me, this is huge. So we're prepping the skin. We're marking the vessel with a sterile marker. Right. Well... So let's say you use gel to assess Mm -hmm. the site. Mm -hmm. Find your vein, clean off the gel, and then mark it. Now you do your prep. So you've basically cleaned the whole area, including the mark. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you're ready to position the drape on after it's dried. Okay. Some people would ask, you know, is that marker? Sterile marker or not. Yep. Okay. All right. And during the prep, we're not washing that mark right back off or it, it's you'll, you'll a little wash bit? off a little bit, but you'll mm-hmm. still be able to see it. Okay. All right. So interesting. We put half of the dressing on before we've ever inserted the catheter. Right. That's so, so cool. So okay. half is on and half is up with a flap. Okay. 
So now we have an, a successful insertion and we've pulled back, everything's good. What's next? You take the number two, which is the gel layer. Peel that off. Pull kind of one corner mm -hmm. and then the whole thing slides off. Okay. No gel cleanup on the insertion site, which I don't know about you, but it's really hard to remove all the gel from the skin. It the is. residual is bad. Plus, that's the most common time that I see clinicians contaminating. They take right. used swab sticks, they take used gauze, mm -hmm. and they come back because mm -hmm. they're trying to wipe it off as much as they can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hope that addressing adheres after all of that. Right. Yep. Okay, so now we, we've got another step here on our dressing. So. Yes, yeah, so once the catheter is in, you've, you've confirmed it with blood return and everything, you can pull off your gel layer now, or you can wait till the end if you want. But number three is you lift up slightly on this layer and pull straight down over the catheter. Smooth it in place. It works for any catheter. If you've got a Nexiva, you mm -hmm. just pull it out to the side, press okay. down one side, and then press down the other. Okay. And then use the little tape strips to close the slot, and you're done. Okay. Tell me about the securement qualities of this dressing then, because there's no additional apparatus here. We're not no. snapping anything else on. So tell me how it works for securement. You certainly could use extra sterile tape on your hub mm -hmm. before you pull down the third part, mm -hmm. and that's optional. You could also use securement, like some of the platform securement that attaches to the extension set, depending mm -hmm. on which catheter you're using, and then pull down number three. But if you were able to feel this, mm -hmm. you'd be able to tell how much it adheres to the skin. It's got a real nice adhesive to it. Mm -hmm. Even though it's got a strong adhesive, it pulls up pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But the securement with just this natural and, I'd say, skin-friendly adhesion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. works really well. And you take the two strips that are on the number three tab, and you can do your chevron, you can do your H pattern, and that also will hold your catheter in addition. Okay. I have never lost a catheter using this dressing. And I've been doing ultrasound guided insertions with this dressing pretty close to four, maybe five years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it almost sounds like once it's applied, as the dressing has time to cure. <laughs> That, with pressure, yep. with time. Yep, okay. So then it sounds like it kind of almost gains adhesion over the, the course of the next few hours. Um, because we all know that right when we put a dressing on, right, it's very liftable at that point. Agreed. And if it's not liftable, we've got a different set of circumstances Agreed. <laughs> that, that happen for the patient that aren't always beneficial. So it seems like it's kind on the front end, kind of adheres and gains adherence over, as it cures over the next few hours. And this is me throwing in that word curing. It's my way sure. of describing how a dressing kind of lasts a little bit longer as the skin starts to meld with the glue. So um, so it can take a pretty good tug. I'm asking that question. Like, Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, of course, anytime we apply a dressing, it's mm -hmm. best to make sure that you press Pressing. on all the edges, mm -hmm. make sure it adheres well to the hub area, mm -hmm. to the catheter portion, 
And then, yeah, we need to put a couple of extra strips to make sure that we have that extra kind of tug resistance. Okay. But as far as pull force, like I said, I'm a, I'm a clinical consultant. I'm not an employee. And I'm not sure what the pull pressure is on this one. Okay. It just works for me. It just works. That's what we like to hear, isn't it? <laughs> Something that you just use. And, and I mean, I'm still in clinical practice, even though I'm very much involved with education. I work for a home infusion company, mm-hmm. and I'm still seeing patients, still doing insertions mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've evaluated a lot of dressings over the years. Mm-hmm. This one has, is just an outperformer. Through the research that I've done, it has proven its worth. You can see the posters that I've published. Hopefully, you'll soon be able to see the study that was done at Sharp Memorial, which I plan to submit soon. It speaks for itself. You mm-hmm. just need to try it. Now, it does change technique slightly. Any product, you've got to learn those tricks to it. And we as inserters have our way of being successful, our right, rhythm, right. so to speak. you got to try it about two or three times Give it a chance. Give yourself permission to be a little uncomfortable with using something mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. But after you've done that, this thing will speak for itself. You'll convince yourself. Now, I want to go back and talk about something you said right at the beginning of our conversation, that the development of this product started with a group of anesthesiologists who were saying, might there be a better way? <laughs> and it's really exciting to hear that we have some partnership with clinicians in a different area of practice that have really brought something forward that is going to help all of us agreed um, clinically as well so tell me are the anesthesiologists the original anesthesiologist team are they part of the ongoing research that's going on right now yes so they did it initially and reached out to parker and really had to convince parker because parker laboratories is primarily a gel company you know, they, they have the bottles of gel, yes. all of the different gel types that they sell. But once they were convinced and worked together with these anesthesiologists, they've just continued the process. But I guess there's really more to the story, too. Once they got the ball rolling, then they reached out to clinicians like me. Mm-hmm. There were probably about a half a dozen to a dozen clinicians here in the United States that were involved in the improvement and development of this product. Mm -hmm. Actual vascular access people, infusion nurses who were actively practicing. And so the one, two, three kind of came from that, the improvements in a number of different areas to Mm -hmm. what the product is now. So a lot of us kind of feel invested you know, those, sure, sure. those inventors definitely contributed and provided the basis of it. And then these other people that kind of made it our own. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's some strong loyalty there because I, I really think it's excellent at what it does. And Same. I don't endorse many products. Mm-hmm. This one, absolutely, hands down, I think promotes patient safety. Okay. So tell us a little more about Parker Laboratories. Well, I don't, I don't know what's to tell. I mean, I don't, I don't involve myself in day-to-day activities okay, and stuff. I sure. just, I do the research, and they're a family-owned company. Okay. Uh, Neil Burkhalter is the CEO and owner of the company. Great man. He's very impressive. I love his soft-spoken 
straightforward approach, such an honest person. The whole team, it's a great group of people. I really enjoy working with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. and that's honest and from the heart. Yeah, yeah. So let's shift our conversation and let's say that an organization is kind of flirting with the idea of trialing this product. Um, what steps would they take to find out, is this a good product to use in our organization? So we try and make that really easy. Mm-hmm. I have made myself very available to folks that are interested in learning about it. I talk to them on the phone. I'm available by email. We set them up with a Zoom webinar to -hmm. give them kind of an introductory view to Mm -hmm. just ultrasound-guided PIV safety practices in general and standardization, but also specifically to the ultra-drape so that they can get started. If they want me to come on site, we do that as well. But I think even more importantly, we give them the opportunity to do their own trial I believe that products need to prove themselves in your own clinical setting. In your own settings, that, yeah. You know, I'm not here to convince anybody that this is a great product. You need to convince yourself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've developed a trial protocol. We have an IRB-approved protocol that can be used. We have study tools that are both in print and online mm-hmm. so that while they're doing their trial, they can use their smartphones or their iPads to register the information on the performance of the product mm-hmm. and then have a full printout of the, the data as soon as they're complete. Good. And good. it's just for their site. Convince themselves. Good for, good for you. Very good. Lots of support. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Are you aware of anything that's in research and development with Parker Laboratories that <laughs> um, might expand the ultra-drape type dressing to other applications? Well, like I said, we were just over at one of the other exhibit booths trying mm-hmm. it out with near-infrared. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that the near-infrared actually penetrates very well. Yeah. And that what that does is it allows a quick application of a dressing once the insertion is done. Yeah, you don't need the ultrasound, and it doesn't provide gel separation because you're not mm-hmm. using it. But you've already stuck the dressing, half of it, to the site, perform the insertion, and zip, you've got your dressing on. So it may speed the process and secure mm-hmm. it down well. Other recommendations that have been given to Parker are to make it smaller for pediatric applications. We have a number of children's hospitals that are using it, but Mm -hmm. would like smaller. Yes. We also have recommendations for the window to be bigger for things like upper arm insertion, midline, pick line insertions. Mm -hmm. Now, that creates a whole different scenario when using it in a sterile field. Uh, You lose some of the benefit. The ultra drape with ultrasound guided PIV you don't need a probe cover because the, the probe doesn't touch the skin for insertion. Right, right. With a pick line or midline insertion that's sterile, you would need a probe cover and sterile gloves and a mm-hmm. sterile procedure. Mm-hmm. But you could still use the ultra drape if you were looking for gel separation. Now, there are other products that provide some gel separation. I just like the way this visualizes I like the, the ease of motion of the one, two, three process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me, I want a clean insertion site. I don't want gel. And so 
I just, however you do it, whatever product you use, I think that's the way to go. Great. Any closing comments today? You know, I I think also with the concerns that we have for low-level and high-level disinfection of our ultrasound transducers or probes, that we should give consideration to not touching the skin or to having it separated in some way. Mm -hmm. Sterile probe covers are a good way to do that, but they're time-consuming, and we have a hard time with compliance with our medical staff, our ICU staff, and others. I think we need to look to using methods that will allow us to make sure that everybody can comply, everybody can be consistent with the procedure in a way that works for them, that works for everybody. ANTT, antiseptic non-touch technique, does Mm -hmm. that. The ultra-drape also facilitates that. And even the ASAP, Mm -hmm. um, the... Um, the ANTT Society has yes. reviewed this ultra drape, mm-hmm. and they have given it a very positive response and, and shown that it is compliant with the ANTT technique. So there's one vote of approval right there. <laughs> okay. So I just I feel like it checks a number of boxes that help to make patients safer safer with the transducer, safer with no gel, safer with the whole procedure and compliance. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much, Nancy, for being here on behalf of Parker Laboratories, the creator, manufacturer of UltraDrape. We appreciate you so much sitting in on this podcast today. It's a pleasure, Don. Thanks so much. This concludes this episode of INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. We welcome your comments. You can reach us at infusionroom at ins1.org. That's infusionroom at ins1.org. Thank you for listening.